0: Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to tell you guys about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, boxing, golf, and my personal favorite, MMA. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shalmans here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys a little food for thought and what I took as the lesson learned from Flex Fights 15. So this past Saturday, we had Flex Fights 15 and uh, awesome, awesome event, our biggest event of the year by far. So uh, just a little background, every year they've done an event at this venue and it's absolutely, just unbelievably beautiful. It's a really cool little venue uh, out, in, um, out in Bald Hill here. Um, it's referred to as the amphitheater, at Bald, Bald Hill, it's the Long Island Community Center Hospital Amphitheater uh, right here in Farmingville, Long Island and it's an, a beautiful outdoor venue. Um, awesome stadium style seating. It even goes on into like there's gr- there's uh, grass to sit in up above. Uh, nonetheless, just an awesome venue. Really, really cool place. And it's got a, when we were doing the weigh-ins the day before, we were doing the weigh-ins in like the main building, like you enter the venue kind of through this building. And when you go through the building, uh, and goes out in his back patio. The back patio, you just have this awesome perspective from, if you think about the stage as the home plate, what you would think of as the left field side of the venue, and just looking down from the left field foul pole, if you will, over the venue, and just absolutely beautiful, really just a cool, cool venue. Um, but uh, there was obviously, and there always is, a lesson that I take, uh, from every fight card. And, you know, it's, it's funny, there always seems to be a theme that goes on thematically, not only in terms of the fights. It kind of works out, like uh, there was one fi- uh, set of fights in the Melrose Ballroom, third round submissions kept happening. Um, here we kept having knockouts that were happening, finishes, in the front of the, in the word of the night. But, it wasn't, it wasn't, that wasn't what I took, I should say, from this particular fight card what I took from this fight card was a single word and that word was adversity. Now, as I mentioned, tremendous venue, outdoor, beautiful. Now it is Long Island right? and Long Island, especially in the summer is known for uh, a couple of things. Number one, humidity and a lot of it. Number two, uh, the fact that we get out of nowhere, massive rainstorms every now and again just one day all of a sudden it'll be a bright beautiful day and then overcast for about 10 minutes uh, the heavens will open for a brief while and then it'll go back like nothing ever happened so always a concern when you're doing an outdoor show that this could happen because even though there is a stage to put the cage up on the stage you'd limit the seating and you wouldn't be able to see it from the stadium-style seating of the amphitheater so uh best option is to have it outside but we are taunting mother nature a little bit there. And um, exactly what we were worried could happen, did happen. Um, we were a few fights deep on the, on the preliminary card. If I recall correctly, we were somewhere in, in the ballpark of about, about halfway through, uh, I could tell you the fighters' names but I, I, I'm not gonna be important for the story. But it, it was funny because we started the day and I had my, my jacket on uh, my like suit jacket on. And I took it off pretty quickly <laughs> because it was very, very, very hot out. And um, then as the di- the clouds started to roll in, I was like, oh great, I'm not going to get cooked in the sun anymore. So I put the jacket back on at a certain point and um, cooled off a little bit. And then it looked like maybe it might rain and it sprinkled. For like a couple of seconds so that the crew came out and they threw a tarp over all of our electronics that we were sitting there in front of our monitor the system that we used to do the commentary and so forth and uh, at certain points uh me and uh the artist formerly known as zandra fit now known as zarya uh she and i were doing the <coughs> excuse me the commentary for the prelims so we were throughout the, the uh, little sprinkles here and there. We'd be tucking our head into the tarp to watch the fights <laughs> as time was going on. And then, pretty highly contested fight in the flyweight division. Uh, two really, really great gyms represented. Uh, guys that, uh, gyms that are always well represented in our shows. Um, but, super competitive flyweight fight. These guys come to the ring. It's awesome, uh, the, the, the moment is awesome. It's getting to be exactly uh, that time. The referee calls him to action. Boom, one of the fighters gets an early takedown. Heaven's open. I'm not talking like a little bit of rain. Like literally Zaria and I are under the tarp and my back, I can just feel, is just getting soaked. And her the same, we're tucked under the tarp as best as we can be. Um, everybody runs. <laughs> so uh, all the ISKA, all the, the um, sanctioning body, all of their staff is up on the stage. All the fans are tucked under uh, sponsor booths. Um, people are up in that little building where the deck is. People are up on the stage, just everybody's gone. And we're watching the fight on the monitor and all of a sudden we see Chris Molina, the referee, call time. But he calls time to nobody because nobody else is out around the cage. And they just all right guys, let's get out of the cage. and. Uh, me and Zaria basically give like a little, okay guys, slight rain delay. We'll be back as soon as we can. Just kind of, you know, setting the stage for what's going on. And then we grab whatever we could grab or we needed to grab. And we just made a run for it. And, uh, we get up on stage, soaked a little bit. Um, thankfully, uh, the backpack that I brought with me, I had my snacks in it for the day, my bars and that kind of stuff. And it's waterproof, thankfully. But, uh, my, my cool, I had a cooler full of uh, water because I knew it would be out in the hot sun, so I filled it with ice packs and water. I knew that I wasn't worried about because, again, it's a cooler, it's going to float. Uh, but then the water started to rise, like significantly, like big time. Um, I'd estimate when I went out there to save my backpack, there was somewhere in the ballpark of about four inches of rain under the, the cage because there was some drains out there, but it was coming down really fast and really hard. So then it becomes the the million dollar question of, well, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna sit here and wait this out and try to continue? Or are we gonna reschedule for the following day? Because we have 29 fights on this card. And I checked, that we were about, seven fights deep at this point. point, seven or eight fights deep. So we had a significant amount of fights to go. And um, you know, we were joking that, oh, I guess we'll have to do the whole card again, uh, you know, restart the whole thing. Oh, you know, fighter who got knocked out, we gotta wake you up and let <laughs> you get knocked out again. And fighter who got submitted, we gotta uh, you know, put you back in that same position and let you get choked again. But obviously not what we were gonna do. And now it's this tremendous waiting game of, well, what's mother nature gonna do? because obviously we have no control over the weather and all of us are looking at the radar on our cell phone apps to see what's happening. And um, it was everything we could do to just play the game and wait. Uh, And then sure enough, the rain stops. Uh, One other thing that is worth noting, at a certain point, obviously there's more than one canvas to cover the, uh, when I say canvas I mean like the top to the mat, it's not made of canvas but that's what you would call it. That covers the padding for the ring and uh, the extra uh, canvas was used, it was thrown over the side of the cage so that way you could keep the electronics and all the production stuff safe in addition to the tarp that we had because, like I said, a lot of rain, a lot, a lot of rain. Um, The rain stops and now it's a question of, well what are we going to do? Because how quickly can we get this ring dry? How dry can we get it? How are we going to keep it dry? And so on and so on and so on. Um, and give it up to our ring crew. I mean, they did an unbelievable job between towels and paper towels and like squeegees and stuff that they were doing. And then uh, there's a grounds crew for this uh, for this event. They had uh, gas-powered leaf blowers. <laughs> so there's a couple of our ring crew that went and got the gas-powered leaf blowers from the people. And they were using the leaf blowers to blow all the water off and to kind of like use that to, to blow everything out and to dry it out. And man, the show did go on. The show did go on. And in between fights, you know, fighters would complain, oh, this is slippery, this is slippery, this is slippery. Par for the course, unfortunately. Um, you know, obviously the water was a factor, but as the sun started to go down, the other factor was how humid it is on Long Island. When we get that humidity, things develop condensation. And as there's condensation, well, the logos on the mat are gonna get a little slippery, just is. But that'd be no different if someone sweat on it or bled on it or something like that. You'd still have that same slipperiness, just a little more abundant now. So it was interesting to see not only how we, uh, our, our crew and our production staff and our owners were able to make the show work. How much they were able to rise to the occasion. But more than that, um, how even the athletes and the fans. Because you would think that would clear out a lot of fans, and honestly, it did not. If anything, the amount of fans grew after the rain. It's like people were waiting for the main card or something, and they showed up. And let me tell you, man, there was a ton of people that showed up, and it was awesome. But it, along with many other fighters, showed that the value of a person, the the, the ability of a person to be successful is defined simply by how they respond to adversity. If you do not respond to adversity well, if you shut down in the face of adversity, you will not be very successful. If at the first little bit of rain, if at the first little bit of trickles or humidity or whatever, we shut down, we panicked, we went into panic mode. The show never would have went on. And, you know, were there some wonky things that happened here and there? Of course, you know, there were fighters throwing punches and slipping, happens. But I mean, it's funny, that happens yeah, inside an arena with air conditioning too. So it's not just, the <laughs> it's not simply the, uh, the uh, outdoor event that made it happen, but uh, it certainly was exacerbated by the humidity in the outdoor event. Um, but like I said, our our crew was in there between fights with the leaf blowers, with squeegees, uh, with paper towels, just soaking up all the water that they could, doing everything they could to keep the the uh, logos as dry as possible, getting the condensation off of them between fights. And um, you know, to their credit, even the fighters whose fight had started, like that. See, that was an interesting thing to me, and to me, it was a perfect example of adversity of how these guys are going to deal with adversity because when you are a fighter when you're going to fight, you are mentally prepared for two things. You're prepared to win, you're prepared to lose. Now, obviously, you are putting preparations in place, so you win. But psychologically, there's a piece of you that knows there is a possibility you could lose. So if you know deep down you could lose, when you do lose, yes, it's upsetting. Yes, it's very sad, especially because you're planning to win, you're preparing to win. You're putting so much uh, of your effort into winning, but it's not as though... You thought, it's not as though it's unforeseen, like it could never possibly happen. You know, it's not as though it's magic or something completely undiscovered. It's loss, you knew it could happen. But you don't plan for things like, it's gonna start raining horribly 20 seconds into my fight. And now my fight is gonna get delayed I don't honestly remember how long the delay was because I wasn't looking at my watch when it started or when it ended, but people were estimating between an hour and two. So now your fight gets put, you start fighting and then you get pushed back an hour and two. So it's bad enough to have to get into the mindset that you need in order to fight, like to get to that place, that competitive place, to deal with the nerves and the pressure, to get yourself in that it's go time kind of mindset. That's hard enough to do that and then have to do that, have to come down from that and then do it again. Not because the fight was over and you had another fight, but to go back in against the same person, that's incredibly difficult. I can't imagine what it was like mindset wise for those athletes and let me tell you, those two fighters had one of the best fights of the night after that, super competitive. It wasn't just one of the best fights of the night, uh, because of how how skilled the athletes were, super competitive. Right? Re- everybody was in it, you know. If I did end in a third round finish, but everybody was in it the whole time, which was what was so cool, is that these guys were able to come out and find that same mental place even after dealing with super traumatic adversity. It's the measure of a person, and we saw this even as we went through the night. I mean, I had talked to fighters of the Wayans who had to deal with plenty of adversity. Between, the, between agreeing to fight and the actual fight. I have one fighter, she had four opponent changes in the build-up to the fight, and in those four opponent changes, the fight went back and forth between a kickboxing fight and an MMA fight more than once. So her preparation was incredibly difficult. You know, she, her final opponent takes the fight on a fairly short notice, I forget exactly how much, And, because we did have a few late replacements, and now it's like, okay, well, how is she going to deal with this adversity? And, you know, is she in a mental place to deal with this adversity? And she ran into a very, very skilled athlete, and I don't think it was her ability to deal with adversity that led to her losing the fight. I think it was simply just a very, I don't want to take anything away from her opponent, because her opponent did a fabulous job. So uh, less to do with the one lady's ability to deal with with adversity and more to do with the other lady's skill. But nonetheless, like, that was kind of the mark of the whole event. How do you deal with adversity? You know, if you were a fighter who was going to complain about the slipping, who was going to be distracted by it, um, who was going to be distracted by the delay, who wasn't going to be able to get back into that place, you weren't going to be successful. And that was certainly the truth. I found the people who were the most vocal about the slipping and the sliding or whatever, uh, were most complaining about the delays, they tended to do the worst after the, the fight event restarted. But again, this is the mindset of a martial artist. And I spent a lot of time today talking about fighters because I'm relating it to a fight event. But I firmly believe that every martial artist is a fighter, but not in the I step in a cage kind of way. We're a fighter because um, it takes a little fight mentally every time it's time to go train in order to go train. And what I mean by that is very simple. Lives are not easy. Life is not peaceful and uh, and free of difficulty. Life is very difficult. Uh, If anybody could see the amount of plates that any other person is spinning on a given day, given week, given month, it would amaze you. It would amaze you. You know, like sometimes we think, oh, that person has it so easy, but we don't realize. You know, I know I've been guilty of thinking that way about other people. And then I talk to them and I realize, oh, oh, no, I'm wrong. Um, and the same is true for myself, just like every other human being. I spin a ton of plates all the time. But it's not what you do when things are easy that defines you. You know, when I was a kid and it was, I was playing sports, like it was, I don't want to say it was easy, but it was much easier to go. Because I didn't have to make the decision myself. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I didn't have to make the decision myself to go to that. You know, if I didn't want to go to Little League practice, my mom's like, get in the car, you're going. So, the power was taken away from me. When you're an adult, the situation is much different. It's not as though I call every single one of my adult students, come on, you got to come to class. not that way. Don't get me wrong, if they're missing, I'm going to reach out to them 100%. But, what also matters is what we do when that little voice in our mind is telling us, no, just stay on the couch. You have too many things to do today. You can't possibly make time to train. You can't do it. Your day was too long. You're too tired. You're too beat up. This hurts, and that hurts, and that hurts, and that hurts you'll just you train tomorrow it's fine that happens to every human being every time they're supposed to train we're human it's just what happens how do you deal with that adversity how do you deal with the adversity that life is going to hand you outside of your training how are you going to deal with the fact that you know, there's deadlines, and there's sick loved ones, and there's other family craziness, and there's stuff you gotta do at your house, and there's doctor's appointments, and there's all the other things that you have to take care of on a daily basis, the other commitments that you've made. How are you, how are you gonna deal with all of that as life is throwing curveballs? Because once again, how often is life just lobbing the ball at us? Here you go, Here, you know, it's not like a home run derby where they give you exactly the pitch that you wanna hit, no. Life is more difficult than that. Life constantly throws the unexpected our way. Anytime you settle in and you're thinking, oh, things are going good, life's like, oh yeah? It's funny, I was having this conversation with matchmaker Chris Machi uh, a couple of cards ago. Um, he, uh, he, like many other promotions, like many other martial arts-based businesses, was very hurt by the COVID lockdowns. And um, he finally got to the point you know, he's a motorcycle rider. For him, that's a, that's, a very, that's a very important thing for him mentally. So he finally got to the point where he could buy a bike again, post-COVID. And right as he buys the bike post-COVID and things are looking up and he's feeling good, his car <laughs> dies. <laughs> so he's like, he says to me, he goes, it's amazing how life can do that. Oh, you think you're doing good? Here's a little kick in the chest, little life kick right in the chest. And it's certainly the truth. It's certainly the truth. Because life is always going to kick you. Know? here's the secret nobody tells you. Um, and it's funny, I had to learn this as an adult too. Like I thought that adults always had it together and that a lot of people's lives were like perfect and really good. Ha! Nope. It never gets better. Life will always throw things your way. Um, if you talked to any human being myself included, there's always so much going on behind the curtain that we don't know about. Because we share those things with certain people hundred percent. hundred percent we share those things with certain people, but don't share them with everybody. That's okay. But as life kicks us like that, how do we respond? And that's what determines how successful the person is. A person who's crippled by adversity, a person who's beaten down by adversity, they're not going to get very far. They're not going to accomplish very much. But a person who can rise in the face of adversity over and over and over again, that person's a champion at life. That person's going to succeed at whatever that they do. Right? You see this in the sport of martial arts all the time. You see a fighter lose the first round, their coach takes them back to the corner, listen, you lost that round. Here's what we need to do differently to not lose the next round. And then they go out there and they execute. And we saw this multiple times uh, looking at, at the fights on, on Saturday. We had a bunch of fighters who were down around and came out, turned the whole fight around. That's an amazing ability to deal with adversity. Sure, a small percentage of the population will ever step in a cage, but a hundred percent of the population will have to fight. And I don't mean the physical kind, I mean the struggle in your mind. Things are weighing on you over and over and over again, and you have this big burden that you have to carry. How do you deal with it? How well do you pl- deal with that adversity? If you can fight through, you will accomplish amazing things. You will accomplish amazing things. Now, here's the other secret. The more you deal with the adversity, the better you get at dealing with adversity. You ever notice that person in your life who falls apart as soon as the tiniest thing gets difficult? They always fall apart under everything. But yet the other people you know who are the opposite who like life keeps throwing things at them and they carry that load like it's nothing, they never complain, they just keep moving forward. You know, it's funny, usually a person who keeps moving forward, typically, they're dealing with way more than the person who's complaining, right? I think of my friend Santa Joe Curran, right? For years, people didn't know about his heart problem. Like he kept it to himself for a very long time. There was a very small circle of people that knew. Uh, even his own staff, he didn't tell. So now, that man going through, literally fighting for his life, but I'm sure at that time, the kids who were working for him, not that they're not great human beings and so forth, not that they haven't matured past this, I'm sure they were complaining about, oh, I got to teach you all these classes again. Oh, man, send this out again, I got to teach all these classes. Easy complaint to make. Easy way to fall into a negative mindset. Easy way to let adversity beat you. But the more you deal with adversity, the better you get at it and the stronger you become from it. So find the way past the adversity. Listen, we found a way on Saturday. You can find, if we, we can find a way through Mother Nature, you can find a way through anything. That's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you guys can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at sensei underscore leonelli. Find me on Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at tsmma underscore smithtown. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash tiger shulman smithtown. You can find out more more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. Find out more about Flex Fights at flexfights.com. Um, as always, guys, please make sure you guys leave a rate and review. It just helps. Share the podcast. I always look at the numbers, and I love to see the numbers going up. Other than that, our sponsors, please make sure that you guys give a shout out to them. Research them if you can use them. By all means do. Other than that, until next time, my friends, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the map.